the Dock with Pastor Troy. We've got an incredible show for you. Get ready if you're driving. I mean, put two seat belts on. This is going to be one when you're going to need it. Uh, you, if you're driving, don't watch us on YouTube right I now. I think I'm going to need a seat belt. Spot, <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, all that. But you might want to pull over. This is the time to get a, go get something and sit down. If you're at home, get something, drink, hit the pause on whatever you're listening to, and get something and sit down and don't move for the next 40 minutes or so. This is going to be a powerful, powerful episode. We've got just a whole damn backed up of stuff to talk about with Haley, and it's going to be incredible. So, uh, again, On the Dock is all about conversations to propel your faith. We're not going to propel your faith. We're going to kick your tail out of the shallows on this episode and into the deep. We're going to equip you with some tools to help you understand this incredible subject. And we'll get to that in just one second. I'm glad you're watching us. I don't know how you're watching us, but go check out our other platforms, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and Sermonette. And check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, and Twitter. When you find us, put out good comments. We love to hear from you, but mostly subscribe, hit like, notify, share, and tell other people about this show. You're going to love this show. It's going to be great. Go back and watch the first three parts and you're going to learn a lot. And when you find us, Hey, we want you to be part of us on the dock has a way you can go to on the dock at go to Patreon, download the app if you want, and you can become an on the dock partner. You can become, let me show my coffee cup. You can become on the dock partner or supporter. We'll get you one of these cups. We've got some of these cups and Ruth, you don't know this, but we'll have to get you something to pack it in. Cause you came with just like a backpack, <laughs> but you get a cup when you leave. So Ooh. you can go home with a reminder of this time. It's a well I, insulated cup. It is a I very am. well insulated cup here. So become cup. our sponsor friend at Patreon. If you can't find how to do that, you don't know how to download that app. Don't worry. Go to on the dock.org. There will be a link there to get you there as well as a link to all of our platforms. You can always email us if you can't do anything email info at on the doc.org and Donna will call and talk you through it all right we're back on the stage here with our team here at on the dock got mother beth to my right hello hello mother beth hi there there we go <laughs> and we got ruth 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 jane subacate here on the platform thank you ruth yeah, thanks we're for gonna, having me we're gonna cut ruth here loose in a second we're gonna get that harvard out I'm of her ready in a minute. for it i'm ready for <laughs> i think yeah. actually i'm i'm probably not <laughs> yeah, you're ready. You're ready for Ruth. Ruth. I'm already rethinking everything I've said. And like I, know, yeah, I know, so I know, I know, I know. I am, I am too. But we're Fine, doing, we're doing okay. And 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 for for the record, our 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 program producer today is uh, Bill Long. Bill's doing an incredible job uh, today. This is the first time to run this. Lucas is on much needed vacation. He's our techno wizard, and Bill is stepping in for him. Bill's going to do one of the most complex ones uh, very soon. We're going to do our Zoom one coming up next. So he he's be ready. Bill's an incredible IT guy, knows all about that stuff. He runs a lot of this stuff for our church on Sundays, but I appreciate him stepping in. Bill, thank you very much. He's not mic'd up or camered up like we do sometimes with Lucas because we're out of mics because we got the full table, but I, we appreciate you, Bill. And after this podcast, we're going to go get us some Buffalo Wild Wings yes. and have a little treat. We deserve it here. <laughs> yes. So we've got Ruth here. And then uh, we're talking now in the Mosaic Initiative Series, Part 4, our walkaway series, roundtable discussion, and we're looking forward to doing that. We've got at the table from the Mosaic Initiative is their exact executive director and founder, Haley Ottolini. Haley, welcome back again. Thanks for having me. I will show real quickly her beautiful family. Tell us about Ben. You got Ben, your husband, our yeah, worship leader. I never can stop talking about how cool he is, but and tell, he puts and, up with me. And you got Luca and Zion. They're yeah. two of my favorites. Yeah. I love your kids. Your Luca, kids are wonderful. Luca, Luca is just a little sweetheart. I'll tell you he what. He has decided he wants to be a fireman in Germany when he yeah. a daddy a daddy fireman in Germany. When I he like grows that. Up, there you go. Specifically, they, they all come and greet me each time. And Zion's yeah. always beautifully dressed with beautiful dresses. She and twirls. she's tough. She's tough. She's, she's a lot. Very so tough. my son is a hundred percent his dad. Like just a lot of his dad in him. And my daughter 
I think naming her after like a mountain was like somewhat prophetic and she has lived <laughs> up to the name. And if, if yeah. there was ever a third child, it will be named like peace and calm. Yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's living up to it. She's got so much of her mom in her. It's, yeah. it's both terrifying and it's thrilling and I'm excited <laughs> for it, but she, I have to get on her the most about like, she'll have my son like pinned uh-huh. in like seconds. Yeah. Oh, she's I feisty. Yeah. I like it. Well, we've been looking at the Mosaic Initiative. You can go back and watch the first three episodes. It's been just incredible. We talked about the organization as a whole. We looked at your local work. We looked at your international work. We got in lots of different paths and stuff. Went down all <laughs> kinds of molehills. This subject oh, yeah. of sex trafficking is huge. Uh, the Mosaic Initiative is all about combating sex trafficking and exploitation globally. You can check out their mission statement on their website. We'll give you information to that. It's in the show notes. You can see it already in the description. And we've been talking about the whole topic of sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is a form of human trafficking. It's a subset that we're looking at. It's specifically about the exploitation of a person for purposes of sexual nature. Sex trafficking can look different depending on your cultural, uh, your contacts, but in every context, the outcome's the same. Exploitation of the vulnerable by persons in power is what causes it. And this is oppression. Oppression is not a good yeah. thing and it's a modern day slavery. Uh, right now, wouldn't you guys agree that there's as many people being exploited right now, sexually and human trafficking as well, is probably as any time in civilization? Is that, yeah, is that totally. what you found? Is, yeah. Ruth, your, your studies show that at all? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's all the, the thing. say. Right yeah. now, we're, I, we think it's, all, it's always been going on, but I Absolutely. do think it's at an all-time high because people can move so far so fast. They yeah. can get places they can move, plus they can be used on. It doesn't just have to be physically done. People can be exploited online, yeah. through photographs, pornography, lots of ways we've been learning all that. So I think we were talking about that earlier, like just a minute ago, that like, what is it's it's hard to get like a scope of something that's underground or like secretive mm-hmm. in nature well and it's always been underground yeah. but now it's above ground on yeah. ground online i think there's offline. a more awareness of it and it's hard to judge like is it happening more or less but i, I yeah. do think that we can at least agree on the access to to vulnerable people is at yes. an all-time and high it's certainly because more of visible. social yeah mm-hmm. we, we can't because claim of we online, don't know because of social media because of apps like right like i mean I mean, even like on Minecraft, when you're talking like ch- on chat room, like whatever it is, like yeah. there's so much more access to people. Yeah. And there's, there's more also, ways to exploit people. Yeah. Too. If you, more people. If you so like use one Google, image can be shared. Yeah. Like one use, image can be shared to the whole world. If you use Google search engine, yeah. you've all seen stuff you don't want to see. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can just search almost Whew. anything. Yeah. If you put the White House in the to search email, engine, like, you will yeah. get the most dirty stuff because they already got whitehouse.com and it's a, you know, yeah. they, they people have gone out and engineered their sites to trap you. But and, even kids yeah. playing games online. Yeah. People get There's on like there into and, the chat. They groom them. Yeah, yeah. And they'll pretend like they're a kid. Yeah. I'm a 12 year old and Tim Buck too, like you. And no, they're not. There's some 42 yeah. year old pervert that never left their mom's basement. And I've to, seen it happen. I, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I read an article recently where it's like a mom, like a girl, like snuck her phone to a camp and had it one week and like in that time frame was able to like get exploited for yes. nude photos and they very really quick. couldn't very get quick. them taken down very easily. So, yeah. so but that was happening even when I was at, in in middle school. It's always been happening. Right. It's just so much yeah. access to our children is every one of our children have a phone or computer. Now they're not just accessed by the local people, the local family, people, you know, they can be accessed from anybody around the world yeah. of any kind of nature. So, yeah. so the communication and awareness, yeah, yeah. I would say is more 
important than ever then. And yeah, things yeah, move yeah. faster. Communication with your children. We about- talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but like I said, open, honest, and often conversations, I think right. are going to go a lot further, like creating because like a, they are going to run Yeah. And just it. like having a healthy, like sexual, like, I mean, again, healthy sexual culture in your home, like creating that is going to go so much further than like, yes, there, it feels a little overwhelming as a parent right now, like with all the different kinds of access that people could have to your children but what goes the most the furthest is like empowering your children to know that they have consent they have choices and if those things are if people are not respecting that or what or or trying to get you know like uh, are having unhealthy sexual um interactions with your children like them feeling empowered to be able to share that with you and Mm -hmm. and even in those cases maybe they won't but like you know you you want to create that environment in your home. When you feel or hear that as a parent, take it seriously, investigate yeah. it. Maybe nothing. It may be just idle thing, but don't just, don't, don't, don't snooze off today. Hey, Haley, you mentioned in the previous episode, just real quick on this only, cause we want to get into this. Uh, it, you mentioned on your website, having some resources to help yeah, parents, books yeah, yeah. and stuff. Just real quick on that. Yeah. So if you go to our website at the mosaic initiative.org, it's you up can on the screen, sign up um, for our resource list. It should like pop up as like to subscribe to the emails. Honestly, we don't do a ton of emails, so you're not going to get like a crazy amount of things. And you can always unsubscribe, but we have this awesome list. It took me quite a while, but a long list of all these different resources. It ranges from like, if you have a disclosure from your kid, where to where to find a center n- near you, how to get them the, be- the best advocacy um, so that they don't have to tell their story over and over and over and over again. Um, how like from that to like books on like teaching consent, starting at a young age, um, that were suggested to me by people in this field, um, all the way down to, you know, um, articles on like more specific articles on trafficking and things like that if you're interested. So it's kind of a big scope of different resources. And, and, and on a pastoral note, make sure your church has a policy on vetting their, their volunteers and staff that are oh, working absolutely. with juveniles. Uh, we do it here at Community Faith Church. Don't be ashamed of that. Get policies and procedures. When yeah, that, even when, adults too. You it, know? Like all, it happens, all the way around. Check everybody yeah. out. And then when Mother and Beth and I moved here, I did, this has been my policy for years. I don't counsel the other sex alone. My wife's always been present. If I can't, I'll bring in a staff person if she's not present. But when I moved here, my office is two layers in, had no windows, no doors. I look at them and said, I will not set foot in that office. Yeah. You put a you put a hole in that wall and a window. Somebody says, what kind of curtain? I don't need a curtain. Yeah. No. There's nothing I need a curtain for. So we don't have it. And you know what's funny is all the windows you see in all the other offices came afterwards. Mm-hmm. Everybody else said, great idea. And we've knocked holes in every yeah, office door. So, policy. so Because I spent $100,000 going to seminary and getting my doctorate. Gosh, I can't imagine what you did at Harvard. That's going to be greater <laughs> than that. But 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 I spent 100000 at Emory and SMU by far more than that. I'm still not done paying for all that. I'm still paying my student loans, Ruth. Is that scary at 54? You, yeah. Are you serious? Because, because we deferred them. We for deferred them for master's and doctorate. So I finished in 2026 and, and I'm paying like 500 bucks a month. Yeah. So if you Makes feel bad, really hey, if, you feel, if you feel bad for me out there, feel free to send a, send a payment to Pastor Troy Benetton Community Bay Church. I'd <laughs> love to cash out, please. Uh, listen, but, but what I want to say here, most importantly, is that uh, I totally lost my thought. Policies and procedures are yeah, really yeah. important. Make yeah. sure you have them. We, we made them put the window in. And it's not because we're doing anything wrong. I value my education and training. And the last thing I want to do is lose it because of something that yeah. I could have prevented myself. Yeah, the second right. thing is I don't counsel people of the other sex specifically. And even today, gosh, you're going to start thinking about whether you want to even do the same sex alone. Yeah, just like discern, like and outside of just like policies and procedures, it's a safeguard, but like like a firewall, if you will. 
Yeah. But like have like learning discernment and protect yourself, yeah. protect your right. asset. And the one thing my wife knows is she's there with me. That nobody can. We're together in this. So so yeah. use right. smart things. Be yeah. smart. Look if you want ex- good examples of policies and procedures, and you're in like the church environment, you could probably even apply them to groups outside of that. If you right. have, like own a business and, or something. And we did talk about. Um, uh, it's on Rafa. I brought it up. Right? I just yeah. brought it up for you. I have everything in the roundhouse. I think I can it's drag under everything. their resource page. So if you go go to, to rafa.org. Rafa.org. Yes, look for the resource page not the culture care page. The culture care may have some stuff you'd be interested in. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, but go check out Rafa. They've got good materials. Uh, there's some stuff out there by a company called, uh, organization called Safe Sanctuaries as well. Yeah. I think you can do that as well. Now let's, I'm going to turn Ruth Blues first. Okay. Ruth is first because I think she's got some ideas and some subject. I want to let her go first and then I'll fire in the next round. So Ruth, you're up, batter up. Okay, well, I've got a couple of questions, but I'll start with one, and we'll see where we go from there. Tear up. Okay. Get her. No, that's that's not my intention <laughs> I at know. all. He's been Ruth saying is so this nice. all day yeah. to me. I wasn't nervous. That was and never he's like, my are you nervous? That's She's going to tear you to shreds. That's for. <laughs> no. Get her, Ruth. <laughs> Poor Ruth. <laughs> well, my question is about um, the idea of good intentions, because I think yeah. it's something that came up in our first couple of conversations. It comes yeah, up yeah. so much when we're talking about aid work. Um, this idea that, like, you know, before we say anything negative about an organization, we say, oh, their intentions are so good, yeah. but, 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 but. And I personally am of the opinion that, like, good intentions really don't matter that much, especially no. when you're working in, you yeah. know, a situation like this where each person's life is so precious. There's such high potential for error. You could really ruin somebody's life or prevent Mm -hmm. them from getting the healing that they need by making a mistake you could cause more harm and that could really do horrible things so I don't know what do you what are your opinions like working in this industry working with so many different organizations about this idea of good intentions like oh they had good intentions I definitely say it's intimidating um and to some degree because um you know and I think that's why I'm like so I think I'm trying to be really honest with myself of what my limit limitations are. So like, I don't have a degree in psychology. I don't have any of those things. I know what my gifts, like my gifts and my skill set is. And I really try to stay within those. And when I don't know something, I ask and I learn and I try and I like right now, like a lot of this year has been like looking up trainings that I can uh, go to that I can learn looking at, you know, if I go back for my degree specific, like part of the reason I don't have my degree was halfway through it. I realized like this is actually not going to be helpful for what I'm doing. And I almost need like a mixture of things. And so it's been like a, a journey on that of like just learning and being a constant learner and never feeling like I read, like I'm really try to have a, like a standpoint of like, I'm never going to, I i don't think I'll ever be happy of where I'm at of like knowing enough of like about it um, and, and being really like using a lot of discernment. But I like 100% agree with you. Um, one of my favorite books is called When Helping Hurts. It's yeah. Poverty Alleviation. Um, without, so it's it's all about, um, gosh, I don't remember the full title, but it's a great book. Absolutely recommend it. Wonderful. Please, please, please read it so, if you so do any philanthropic defi- things. Define, define what this it is, is it's, Define it, yeah, please. So what the book is, is it's all about the idea of that, like, intentions aren't enough. And, and that sometimes we really mean to be doing um, good things, but we end up causing more harm than good. 
And that can come because yeah. somebody that's leading an organization doesn't understand the cultural ramifications. Yeah. Or, 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 or maybe we come in with like savior or, or, complexes or we don't Or maybe know. they yeah. open up things, but they're not prepared to deal with the stress yeah. wounds that come. Yeah. There's be so many ways. So many levels. So many ways. Uh, a lot of it I find. And some of it me. you have to learn through right. failure, but some of it is can be avoid like a lot most of it should be but they avoided. can also come in with a religious agenda that's very narrow-minded oh, so yeah, they're not absolutely. you know they can come in and and, and if basically somebody that's already being oppressed they can come in with another yeah. oppressive spirit conditional and, care conditional care i, I think yeah you I, see that a lot actually like if you do this you have to do this in this field and like like you have to be a part of our my biggest thing to. that i see in this area yeah. is to tell the difference is in, in our church in my background and when i train our pastors oversee is we have a thing called apprentice, journeyman, and craftsman. Mm -hmm. I use that. I know it's using old male language, but you, you can change it to be neuter. But in the trades, you apprentice, you learn under somebody that's done it. You you walk alongside a ministry that's doing it. And then you think about starting your own yeah. expertise. You become a craftsperson. Yeah, so I, I find when I see a ministry that sprouts up doing work in the pit and they have no apprentice, they have no training they haven't walked alongside somebody else i get nervous really quick yeah. because they're telling me they're learning in the trench when you're learning in the trench you're learning at the cost of somebody else at the cost yeah, yeah with you would not want your surgeon to go this is my first act we can't afford those i saw one on youtube right. so i'm doing one yeah there's such a high like tolerance for error in the aid industry and it's like really yeah. but you're dealing with an inflicted a conflicted right. soul already now yeah. you're doing amateur work with it and you're just tearing open wounds i mean it's, yeah, it is intimidating but it's also like it needs to be like I think that there needs to be a level of like oh my gosh this is very important this is someone's life I need to make sure right. I know what I'm doing like you know and, and I think that that's really why like we created the organization the way that we did was because I saw so much error mm -hmm. um from good intentions but like literally some of it like too is like a lot of these organizations have pioneered the way and had to learn because they didn't know well, well, we, and we, they've learned so how like we now almost we need like a star rating on some though because because i think yeah some organizations, that's one yeah. of the things people have proposed is like how to um there's, kind of navigate like giving almost like some sort of rating there's okay. a there's a good website um i don't remember what it's called i can look it up after we finish recording but i took a class uh, at school on philanthropy and nonprofit organizations and there are websites Watch out dogs, there yeah, yeah gold dogs. star gold star guide, guide star yeah, yeah. 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 the, the thing yeah. is it, that's like super focused on finance so yeah. i like, like yeah philanthropy but but yeah. let me say this though even though guide star is focused on your your 990s and all that stuff yeah the fact that at least if you're doing it if they're doing yeah, that and yeah. you can go in the 990s you can see who the people are in the organization yeah. You, yeah. then you can then you can use the names to vet them yeah. back yeah it's see. a good model it's like, a good I think start. something like that should exist for not just like what is going to happen to your money but yeah what work they but i think do. the biggest right. thing i see is when you look at people doing this kind of work do they have experience sitting under somebody? Have they learned? They've grown. Yeah. They, they've developed a character. They don't just run out and started the ministry. I, hey, the Lord called me into Thailand, yeah. and praise the Lord, I'm here. Mm. And That's you a lot have of what no we're focused on this like first couple of years of found, like of of being founded is uh, like I've spent a lot of time trying to seek that out because that isn't my educate like you know I I'm more self educated, but I like for example I just signed up to learn about a mentorship program that is. Um, not necessarily something I, I will do because I'm I don't think I'm prepared for that yet. But um also like it, it's all about a mentorship program on like how to walk alongside someone to help them set up residential facilities. Mm. And it's very mentorship based. And I would there's no way I would even consider doing that unless I had that in place. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but outside of that, it's like, now I know that I can like give this resource to other groups that are looking into it because it's absolutely needed. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we have to all feel like we need to start our own ministry. I think no. we can find others are doing it. Yeah, That's and the first thing I did when I started my thing walk, is I looked for organizations like mine. It, walk yeah. alongside it for a while. And maybe God's calling you to a specialized niche. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know if it is my mentor, Fred Bishop, go back and watch our opening series. It's like episode uh, six or seven. And it's Troy, Pastor Troy's mentors. They teach you that when Fred started his ministry, he walked along Sammy Tippett and carried his luggage yeah. for years before he broke into his own ministry. He walked along beside somebody doing what he wanted to do, though Fred would have a little different calling. He spent some time when, when, when doctors go through medical school, they do intern or residency in different fields. Mm -hmm. They learn competency. Then they move into their specialty. Yeah. You don't start in your specialty. No. You develop yeah. an understanding of the whole body. Yeah. If you're going to go to Thailand or go to, uh, uh, uh uh, Laos, you need to go learn the culture, learn a little bit of the language, maybe spend some time with the organization that's already there. Yeah. Then you can break out and begin to speak as God calls you to, but you got to pay your due. So right. I guess what I want to say, uh, Ruth, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think there's good intentions and they can, good intentions can end up being the worst thing that ever happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think what we want to have as Christians, and we're all Christians at the table, we want to have godly intentions and godly intentions pay their dues and they make sure they're equipped. The Bible says, uh, study the show thyself approved, a workman unashamed, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. Make sure you're preparing yourself and, and do it in due season and due time. Right. I think that's true. And I think your organization can really help a lot with that as you yeah. evaluate and recommend And things. like, that's something that we want to help with, but it's also something that we're trying to do ourselves, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, we, I had a couple people push me towards doing like trainings right away. And like, and maybe some of it's like insecurity and imposter syndrome on my part. I, I do know a decent amount about trafficking. I've been in the field for a while, but I'm not going to do something with my organization. We're not going to be facilitating something unless I feel comfortable in our ability to actually train people in it. Right. So we're spending a lot of time and that's what I like about our organization is it is, it's, you know, I'm not afraid to admit like our limitations mm -hmm. and learn from people who are better than me. Because there are so many people that are know so much more than me, and I just desire to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's why I have, like, different kinds of goals. I have these goals that are, you know, way far out, and I have these goals that are closer. And, you know, the things that I want to do far out, I'm hoping that in facilitating and finding all these resources for other groups, I'm learning so much. And at, one, and at some point, we'll be able to use them ourselves for different things. Right. So... Yeah, I, I think it's really important that you hit on that because that's actually a large reason why I I started the organization was because I felt like there were so many groups that were they they go out because they have this heart for justice and they want something to be done and you know I think apathy, good intentions I think apathy, but not right yeah methods. and it's hard it's hard because apathy <laughs> yeah. plagues are the Western church more than anything I've ever seen. I think if anything's killing the church is apathy yeah. but, but, and a lack but of compassion. But going out with good intentions, but the wrong methods yeah. can also create more apathy because it creates Absolutely. damage. It, it, Absolutely. It and I, and I don't think that people think of long-term, like we want short-term solutions and, mm -hmm. and very rarely mm -hmm. will we play the long game and have long-term sustainable part, approaches. We do want long -term, but right. yeah. also everybody today wants to do things instantly and yeah. they want to YouTube it and do this. So you, and then you, you they want to be recorded. There is like definitely plays along with like the savior complex too of like, 
you want to come in as a like superior like you know there's a superiority yeah the you want people to yeah. think you did yeah, all exactly. this great stuff right. yeah instead yeah. of being humble and learning and from, and learning. from taking others. your time yeah yeah, yeah. i listen, think that's the biggest thing listen, is learning from others well the human trafficking yeah. sex trafficking guys it's not listen it's not going to disappear overnight it's been here forever and ever and so you taking time to learn to do it right in the right method and learning and training will actually cause you to do more good yeah, than harm so. yeah. and you'll also be able to sustain it longer so if you take time up front you'll actually be better in the long run you'll do a better sure. service yeah. right you agree that ruth ruth you got anything else on your end well i think i should pass it to you and maybe uh, we'll, right. we'll circle back here we to go okay on. so here we go hey you throw it anytime Haley. this these questions we got we got a little time here the, we need we we're gonna this is like on the boom <laughs> clock so so you you got 60 seconds <laughs> on each fire. and then mother beth i'm uh, long-winded like troy no so no, 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 no 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 we'll try but, but, but local, be, uh, we'll, we'll fire the questions. Beth will tell us when a, when a minute's up. And anybody can do a follow-up question to our answer there. Here we go. All right, local reality. The fact is, you said in episode one, we discussed very clearly that local trafficking, Williamson County, Marion, yes. Carterville, Heron, uh, Culp, you just named the area right here. It is a reality. Is it yes. happening right here? 100%. Do we have trafficking? Sex Absolutely. Tra sex trafficking. Yes, we have we sex trafficking. And then it's important to note that like, not all of it is commercial. So like there's also ongoing sexual, like sexual abuse and exploitation. But it's happening but yes, here. It's abs all, yes, all of it's happening here. And, 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 with the, with, and, and I'd venture to say it's happening in any town. Why? Hey, right. right. Ruth is from Boston, Massachusetts. Do you mm -hmm. guys have sexual trafficking at all in Boston or is it an unknown thing there? I mean, I haven't looked into it too much. I am sure it happens. It's a it's a metropole. It, um, it's something you see anywhere. anytime. Well hidden, yeah. but anytime there's right. poverty, it's likely. Okay, so Haley, if, if people are listening, I'm gonna. I pull mean, the up. prevalence of it might be different. The way it looks might be different. I know if you're if you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, you're, I'm driving through Southern Illinois, and you're like, I don't believe what's happening here. Look here, I've just put up Haley's uh, connect at the mosaicinitiative.org. If you don't believe it's happening, you email her and, and and give her your phone number, and she will call you, and she will give you specific examples. Sure. I mean, sure. you, you I mean, I like, yeah. If you don't want to call Not, her, like, hey, call with, Tro Troy within at the bounds on, of respecting people's confidentiality. I, I, no, no, yeah. no. T just locations. You email Troy at onthedoc.org. I'll tell you exactly where it's happening in this community. You do that. Email me. He, uh, yeah, I'm just telling you, it is happening here. I can tell yeah. you what parking lots. I can yeah. tell you what truck stops. Yeah, there's some things that like we're working on that like obviously I'm not gonna. Disclose. No, no, no. I'm just saying you could you could give an example. The things that we I understand, <laughs> but you could give an example where it's occurring yeah, in this community. Absolutely, absolutely. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I can too. I can I can just name a couple. Places. I mean, I have dear friends who've yeah. They, there's been so many situations. We have so hot, many disclosures. We have places of that happening right here in this community. Yeah. We can point it. now. Let Let me follow up with that question here. You did a good job on answering that tight. So so, this is kind of an offer to you. Okay, local law enforcement. Is local law enforcement aware that these places and things are happening in our community? Well, I'm aware not aware on a scale of one to five. <laughs> are, are they are they one being? I will say no, I have. Or Mayberry, it doesn't happen. Three being, yeah, it's happening occasionally. Five means we're on top of it, and if it happens here, we're going to shut it down. So five super enforcement, one no enforcement, three kind of apathetic. Uh, there's vast room for improvement. Improvement is it because uh, of the, lack the, of knowledge? I will or say the leadership it? that I have talked to in law enforcement is very open to growing and learning. I agree, and is I agree. very. Um, I've had so much support 
um, from, from them and, um, from the mayor, the leadership in our town to improve on these things. Um, there is always room for improvement. There is a lot of room for improvement in our area. And, and I think it's still a learning curve. It's not to speak poorly on right. our law enforcement because right. right. I do have a good relationship. But I'm seeing, I see it more visibly um, in this community yeah. than I ever have. And, and like you said, I yes. agree with you. It's probably always been here underneath. Yeah. There's a lot of like red tape and like logistical things that like can be improved on. And on that side, I think I know what you're talking I'm about. I'm aware of more in the yeah. last year than yeah. I have in my entire 30 years of being around yeah. Southern Absolutely. Illinois. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think a lot of it too is our law enforcement here are really overwhelmed by the I opioid totally crisis. Agree. Right. And they're very, fo like our, our, they have focuses and when you're, they're like, um, what's the word? They're, opioids. Uh, they're, it, it, any victim services meth, here meth, in Southern heroin. Illinois are so like overworked and like right. overwhelmed right. that they're. And not to say, like, not to make excuses for them at all, but there's a level of, like, people are trying to do what they can, and I, there's a lot to be improved upon, but they need someone to help them get so, there. So, so the sex trafficking becomes a and byproduct. And I think partnerships with NGOs is going to help right. a lot. I agree. So, so, the, so, so the sex trafficking in our region, a lot of times, can become a companion piece yeah. to the opioid, to yeah. the, to the uh, was it meth? and heroin in, in, in some of our region. It, and there's nowhere for those. So I think it's important to note, like, yeah, we have victim services and things, but as far as like even residential facilities for people coming out of ongoing sex trafficking instances, that's like a brand new thing that's happening. But, there's a group from Chicago people. coming down right now, getting ready to open a facility like that. That's Praise the first the one in, they yeah. will serve the entire Southern half of our state. From Effingham on but, down. But basically, wow. you've got people exploiting their bodies to pay for their drug habit because they're addicted. You know, or that's like the entryway or into it's the entryway it. Like way sometimes, the other way, right. sometimes pimps or Romeos or boyfriends, whatever, will get a girl hooked on, but, or a boy but, 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 hooked on opioids. And that's the process. It's like, which comes first, the chicken or the right, egg? Right, exactly. Sometimes but they're both you know, bad in this one. region right. right now. And I would agree yeah, with you. I'd the say opioid that that, or the drug things is so flagrant here. Yeah. And crime is the small crime. I'd say three things in the local area are the biggest. Romeos is just what we call them or lover boys is sometimes what they'll call them. It's like older boyfriends or lovers that, you know, they do this whole kind of like a domestic abuse situation where it's like, uh, what's that called? Like love bombing where they'll, they'll like woo the girl. They'll like, maybe they get their hair and nails done. Like it takes very little, mm -hmm. um, and then they like they, they groom them and they gain um, trust and they exploit that trust and, and and you see that a lot and then you also see like especially like up in St Louis we saw this a lot as like uh, crews like gangs and stuff. So Romeo's is gangs one are growing is a lot in second, our area. Is Cruz your second one? I mean, I don't know the like statistics of like right. what's more prevalent, but I'd say these these are the things but, from but my you, experience you I've seen several a lot. different yeah. styles. Romeo's one style, yeah. Cruz gangs running together. Yeah, I mean, and then also like like you see you know parents and stuff exploiting their own children mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, as far as like commercial sex trafficking outside of just sexual abuse, but um also oh, it was my third. Yeah, the gangs is it's really big in the gang serving your crew and stuff, and that's mm -hmm. another one that you see mm -hmm. a lot. And then, like, yeah, the, the drug crisis plays a lot into it. Into that. Not to say that it's, like, confined to those three things, but those are the things you see a lot of. Right. Well, well let me, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, I'm going to throw out an offer to the, the Mosaic Initiative. And this is, whether it's helpful or not, you, you, you decide. But 
putting you on the spot. Again. No, 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 it's okay. You don't have to take it here. I'm just going to just make an offer as yeah. the pastor of Community Faith Church and somebody that's highly engaged here with the Heron House of Hope with with what's going on in this community. Our facility here at Community Faith Church, we have able to do video. We're able to do Zoom premium yeah. conferencing. We're able to bring in people and put them on the screen. We're able to tape and record it. I would be glad for Community Faith Church. I'd be glad for our foundation, Hands of Hope, to partner with you at any point in time. If you want to do any kind of law enforcement training on sex trafficking and being able to identify it and cope with it, if you want to try to bring in anybody to help with that as a yeah. resource and you want somebody to stand up and go speak to our mayors and ask if our local our local Leos, our law enforcement officers, would yeah. like to come, I would be glad to host an event here with Great. the Mosaic taking leadership and bringing whatever resources you want in. And I would be glad to, to extend my relationship with Mayor Apsher, yeah. with uh, Mayor Fertini and them and invite yeah. them in. And I will promise you this, we'll provide a place, the resources, I'll help you with that, but you'd have to bring the resources and, and the right right yeah. apparatus. And I'll make sure our Barbecue Hero teams provides a meal to those local law enforcement that great. honors their work. We'll feed them a, a I'm a three-time partner <laughs> and part of a world championship, uh, John Wills Best Barbecue. Best brisket I've ever had. Bris brisket ribs. We will feed them a meal of honor like we treat all people in law enforcement, all our first responders. We'll feed a meal that day that they will love the fact that they came. And yeah. in the meantime, you equip them with what they need to, to bring people to bear and strengthen them yeah, to attack awesome. this. So anytime you want to do a work yeah shop or an event I, well I we appreciate that I, i'm dead yeah. serious on that so. and and you know we're, we hosted our our training for churches here and uh all of the hus hospitality of our church we really appreciate and hands of hope foundation but i sure. think i think if you got the right yeah. kind of person to come in and train We've, them i I've, think they would value that yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i've am in current conversations with chief Fitz, and uh you know he, he's been really supportive of it uh his wife is it was even part of casa so she's like really familiar with um, that whole system and um this the sexual abuse that happens in in our area um so um well, and mayor Absher too i've had oh, several yeah. candid conversations with him i i really really respect both of them and they uh, really care about our community they really do and, and they, they want to learn yeah and i think uh this particular group that i've found to come in um would be really uh it would really change things in the area. I would like to just see our local law enforcement. I know and they're the prosecution. We've talked. I've talked yeah. a little bit with Brandon Zanotti too. Yeah, He's get on the, board. I'd like to have them in He's here great. too. He's great. Yeah. We'll buy. Well, hey, like Bill. Him. Bill's a part of our barbecue team here. He'll. We'll barbecue. Bill, will you barbecue with me? All right. We'll barbecue. We'll host it. We'll do yeah. whatever we can to help you. If you bring the right people in, and I'll help you. I'll help you do the invites. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we're Italian in this area in a way that they cannot refuse. We're going to encourage them <laughs> with an offer they cannot <laughs> refuse. Barbecue. You yeah. feed the guys, you bring them in, you honor them. But at the same time, let's equip them with something yeah. fresh. So, so the thing I like about the group that we're bringing in too is he's really, the whole deal that he has is you can't, like the deal is if he comes in, you will not arrest the sex workers. But yeah. it, it's all focused on those who are organizing okay. and like the, and like pimps. And all right. sex buyers. All right. And next, so it's great. Next question. Porn is a window. Is porn, <laughs> ladies? Jumping around. Here. I know. I got to go. I get to it. Is porn a window? Is it a is it a starter drug to this? What do you think? Well, the starter I, drug to down the road of sex trafficking. Well, I can say two things about porn being. I mean, it's definitely a tool for exploitation. Um, every single girl that I had porn was involved in their case somehow, whether it was, they were shown like people, they were shown what exact, like what services the men right. were wanting from them. So like, I think obviously it played into the role somehow by fantasy. And then there's statistics about how ever, like a percentage of 
trafficking victims have like a large percentage of I think it's like I want to say 40 percent but I don't want to just like quote numbers that I don't know um but it is a significant we'll say a significant percent um have uh video like pornography made of them during their trafficking Mm -hmm. and so we can tell you right now that there is exploitive um pornography and there's no real way to tell whether that person has truly given consent or not from the other side of the film so let me follow does does pornography then create an alternative reality uh that that desensitizes us to yeah, creating I, a culture that allows I sex think trafficking. It can be definitely an introduction into well, one, you're not it's not a true look into what real healthy sexual relationships look like. I think we could all pretty right. much agree with that. Highly racist, highly sexist. Um, there's fetishization of younger girls. Like the number one ser- search you can go on Pornhub and look at their most searched words. It might kind of disturb you. I promise it will. Um, but one of them is teen. And so we've created that through pornography and that like, like, you know, and and it's, it's crazy because the trends will follow that. It's kind of concerning. Like, um, when the things came out about, oh, the Olympic coach that was Mm -hmm. molesting his, um, constant thing was like, you know, coach destroys teen, like gymnast. That was like the top, the top pornography. Like it follows the trends of that. And so. There is, like, even on mainstream porn, there's, like, highly, like, violent, very degrading. Like, I think it's definitely creates a fantasy and, like, Mm -hmm. it, I think it, like, uh, introduces these ideas to places where it may not have already been. And it certainly, don't you, don't you agree that it probably heightens the aggressiveness of people today? Absolutely. Much more aggressive. And the age of introduction is so much younger than what it used to be. Like, Mm -hmm. and pornography, like severe pornography and masturbation, like addictions are much higher or very high start so much younger because of access. Like, you know, I, even from when I was younger to now, like, I think, like I was probably in high school when Instagram was start, like, you know, when Facebook was getting big. Um, so there, even from like when I was a child to now, there's like definitely more access, but I remember being a a small kid on the library computer looking, cause I was really into spy kids. Uh I looked up like spyware or something ended up on some like interesting Mm. size. My dad was like, ah, no. So like you can search almost anything. Yeah. So I, I definitely do think that like, and we talked about this earlier, like there is psychological like study, like there are, there is actual literature, like literature and studies that say that like the experience of first really have like a particular hold on the brain. And so I think if you, your first sexual like experience or like even introduction into anything sexual is violent, aggressive behavior, you learn that as like a normal and that, and that's kind of trained your brain. You, if you start right. there at that unreality. Yeah. Set, and they do, do say pornography like <laughs> releases dopamine in your brain. Uh, similar. They, they studied the effects it had on the brain and it's just like hardcore drugs. And so I think that's the issue with pornography is it leaves you wanting more and more and more. Right. And, um, because and dopamine, I mean, I know Jeff, dopamine, like, the dopamine in the brain becomes addicted to the desire to yeah. have that release. So whatever gives that release, whatever way you yeah. do it, you know, you, and you like get, one of the most infamous serial killers, was it Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer? It was a uh, mm-hmm. Zach Efron just played him in a, a movie. Ted Bundy. Oh, Ted, Bundy. Ted Bundy. I yeah. misquoted that earlier. I said yep. Jeffrey Dahmer. I meant Ted Bundy. And you know, he was kind of crazy at the end in general, but like 
one of the things I've watched one of his interviews and that's what he said. He, I mean, he definitely took a lot of the responsibility off of himself and blamed it on this, but I think he had a point is like every person I've met in here that has raped or killed has had a severe addiction to hardcore pornography, like hardcore pornography. Yeah, which creates that access, that desensitization, it, it create, that yeah. alternate reality. And that need for violence because it actually numbs your sense. Like, uh, it's a cascading effect. Yeah. yeah. But, but you, yeah. But, but we, so people can relate. You don't have to be into porn to do that. Well, you can be into working out, lifting weights. Yeah. All that creates a release of endorphins and, yeah. and things. Uh-huh. And it has a feel-good feeling. When you come in from working out, you get that pump feeling. You're going to... All of us are going to get that. You just got to decide to do that with the right things. Yeah, and you can, right. things can healthy become coping very, skills, yeah. Healthy coping skills, healthy ways. And that's not to create like shame, like to be like, oh, if you struggle with pornography, I don't like you. I think you're a terrible person and you're the reason people are exploited. It's everywhere. Am it's I being easy candid and saying right. that, yeah, you may be contributing to it? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be a little cheeky and, and challenge you on that. But I also like have so many people I love who have struggled through addiction and um, I, I don't mean that I'm not trying to be condemning or anything. Um, I, I share this with Troy. He knows about it too. Triple X church. If you're looking Thank for you. a resource, like I never want to talk about pornography and, and pornography addiction without offering resources mm-hmm. to get yourself help because yeah, it's triple X church dot, yeah, it's it dot com, I believe. And they have a lot of resources for men and women and struggling mo- monitoring with pornography. They'll help you with accountability. They'll with help monitoring. you with it. Hey guys, listen, don't, don't, don't be scared of that. And Do, it's a real addiction. I mean, it's a real issue and it, it any, takes a lot of strength to like, anybody can get like caught up in it. It's almost a cultural norm to watch it now because it's everywhere at every TV level at every show level. What we didn't see back years ago, we now see. They suggest yeah. it for couples and like sex therapy. But that's like the first thing they suggest. We, so it's, it's not a good. It's not a good thing for sex therapy. It's no. not. It's not. Yeah. We, and I think that's the whole point, yeah. right? It's like we're trying to reteach ourselves and our culture what healthy sexual relationship, consensual relationships right. are. Right. So, so Ruth, and you, that's important. Ruth, you mentioned in our pre-show mm-hmm. here. You mentioned access. Also, she mentioned access and the the, the taboo factor. Mm-hmm. How does that factor in this that we've we've dropped that in your studies? It like everything goes and and there's less shame, but then there seems to be more shame. I don't know. Well, I think you know what I meant by that is just that you know before, and I can't like speak to this on a personal level or yeah. anything. This is just my speculation. But before, in order to access this kind of stuff, you had to. You knew that was like you had to go to the back. Seek Everyone could yeah. see the you. The CD like, place. Yeah, and it wasn't something you, you wanted that to talk place. about. Nah. And so there was a level of shame associated with it that I think yeah. probably led to, you know, you're not going to talk about it with your friends. You're less likely to make it known to other people that this is something that you're interested right. in. And you're probably less likely to seek, like you would have to like almost seek it out versus like you're less likely to right. stumble Right, no one's telling you about it. it. If that right. makes sense. Right. Whereas I think now it, it's more of something that, oh, like... Go to Instagram we, and, like... We joke about yeah. it together. We talk about it. Like, yeah. we, yeah. you know, give each other recommendations. I don't know. And I think that yeah. makes it... It's, much, like, what you see there then becomes, like, much more acceptable. It's If it's something that you know that everybody else is watching, mm-hmm. you know that everybody else has access to, you know, it, it becomes yeah. something that can be a part of your life. I mean, even, like, the way that, like, online dating has changed, like, casual sexual encounters and, like, the ease of, of like coming across that you know i i just think there's like a lot with the like social media like taking a big rise in the internet i mean 
like we said, I can't speculate on whether it's more prevalent or not, but we're definitely more aware of it. But I, because we're more aware of it, I think we have a bigger responsibility. Like we have a responsibility. We're not in blissful ignorance. We have a responsibility to change the culture, especially within the church. I think that's where it's going to come from. And we have to not be afraid to address these issues. Like I've, there's been lots of churches that I've gone to and they never once talked about pornography. They never once talked about like healthy sexual relationships within marriage or like they, they, they really, that's one of the things I love about our churches. We're not like afraid to touch on those things because it's, it's a real thing that people are really dealing with and they need need to to be able to talk about that. Right. And celebrate and celebrate like healthy sexual consent, consensual sexual relationships should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, it's a thing that like God created. It's a beautiful thing. Like, I think, you know, there's been a lot of positive things with like, in the last 50 years even of like women and their role in sex and like knowing that it isn't just for procreation and like right. you know honoring like it being hey like god gave us and a fun supposed thing. to be enjoyable for everybody right. like not just one person right you know i think there's been a lot it's interesting because i think while we've had the rise of like negative things it'd be dismissive to not acknowledge the like somewhat like we there's more voice i feel like there's yeah. More people that like we like even with the Me Too movement and say what you will about it. Um, I think there's a lot of people that found out they weren't alone in that. It's a lot more prevalent. More people. There are, wouldn't have yeah. been that many yeah. stories if it, or it, if it, thinking yeah. about like marital rape and what it means right. to like have sexual yeah. autonomy mm-hmm. and you know within a married relationship. I think is super important. That's something that yeah. I think has a long way to go. And still. date rape is a huge yeah. thing too. Like yeah. the yeah. yeah. They a lot just, of the girls that like a lot of my friends that have experienced earlier in just situations like that and, and instances of rape, a lot of it's state rape. Yeah. Beth and I yeah. were talking about the night that yeah. it really touches almost everybody, you know, some yeah. or another. let me, let me ask a couple, two more questions here. I got on my list here. D- d- do you think that the hypersexualization of our society, because it's so accessible, even at a very younger age today, you get access to a lot more uh, access. The fact that there's a, less of a taboo factor than we used to have. And, and, and it's like w- what people are seeing at their first entry level could be much higher than what they would have seen at entry yeah. level 20 years ago. Do you think the hypersexualization, then also the hyper glamorization today, the, the, the focus on products and look and, and I, I want to have this and that, do you think that's making victimization a little more easier today? Uh, because the desire is greater than the evaluation of the worth, <laughs> not the worth of the person, but the worth of what you're getting into. Do you think there's a drive for that? Do you think there's a push? Do you think it's been commercialized and it's being pulled on by everybody? I mean, I don't know. I think that like, I mean, and I hate to just say women because like, like I shared with you earlier, Both sides today. I think it was like, I read a statistic that was 20% of men have experienced sexual abuse just looking and that's at, probably a really conservative number I'd say it is. Hey, absolutely but just yeah. looking and so, at it, and i never want it to sound like i'm just like an advocate for women because right. i 100 percent believe in backing yeah. men and, and it's yes. a huge untalk like fairy tale like i still think that we have way far to go in that because yes. it's still seen as a women's movement not right. as a right everyone it, movement well look for but years, to say like i mean women were thought of as property just like what like a little over 50 years ago well, that's not changed in some countries still it's not still not it's still not days, changed right? and so right, yeah. so i think like is it just to say that it's just the hypersexualization like yes is there hyper hypersexualization of like teenagers happening to some degree right now yeah i think mm-hmm. so i mean like i like i said earlier miley brown she was you know the star of stranger things i think was named as one of the like world like top 10 like or top 100 sexiest women or something something they redacted it really quickly 
but like just the idea that like she was a minor and that was a thing like right. but i don't know that that's new like it's definitely look at not. christina aguilera no, britney spears like all these things like were yeah. disney has been a proponent of, a lot of them. but right. let me ask you how has that worked out for all those almost all that's a train wreck I mean, I mean, yeah, when you, but when there's you, a lot of abuse in Hollywood and everything to, to, too. To, to, on to top of all that, right. yeah, and I, so that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard we, for me to speculate because I see wasn't the around then. Quicker today because right, of social right. media. Today. I think, but like, I mean, yeah. you go past like even just like the 1900s. You go even further. Like, you know, raping and pillaging was just like commonplace. It was part of war. It was child marriage. Like, child I mean, marriage, you look right. at like what happened in Vietnam. Like, there's so many like children who were products of soldiers yep. <laughs> raping women there yeah. you know like right. it it so it's it's a little challenging of a question for me because do i think it's a dang do i think that's dangerous what's happening in our culture absolutely do i think it's the full cause of it no like i no, think no, that there's I, always yeah. been depravity and stuff but oh, I, yeah. I do think it's like i think it's a huge problem because it's so many people are seeing it all at one time and it's it's pervasive. I, I think, right. I think it's what really Ruth said like earlier, though, to, yeah. it makes the responsibility we have to communicate and train our children. It was both of you, but, but in the resources stuff, to be a better resource to communicate, to teach, to train our kids, to talk openly. Or you said openly. You say openly. What was it? And openly. I, open, what was it? Openly. Openly. Open, honestly, honest and often. Often. Yeah, we need to do that. So let me wrap but up. I, th I think it's important to note, too, that, like, just because someone is hypersexualized by someone else, like, you know, I don't. Like, I think we often use that to take the responsibility off of the party 100%. that is sexualizing them. Totally, totally agree. And I, totally that's agree. the one thing about the, like, more empowerment movement that I, I do, like, agree with because there is a level of, like, no, like, learn how to control yourself and not look at people yeah. like a sexual object. Do I think it, we're creating an environment where it's very hard for people to do that because of everything yeah. they're surrounded with? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. I, yeah. But I, they, I there has to be responsibility on all parts. Yeah, like I on, think you said that better. On though. the abuser, like there has to be. I didn't intend yeah. for my question to come off as this. Yeah, that and the I know you didn't. Women yeah. is their fault. I, I was coming off as saying is our society is hypersexualized. It's so much so that on the male side, because it, it's pushed by industry, it's pushed by desire, it's pushed by ads, it's pushed by. And I think media. the responsibility is taken off of but them. My point is, that, yeah. yeah, they it, think it, it is. It, they it, think it, it is. My, I think, yeah. But my point is, it can be used the other side is grooming because we we, we yeah. push that we desire yeah. that you, know, you see that even with it's like, a whole cultural failure i think well i mean and i i really don't think it's that recent like think about when lolita no. was written you know like it's oh, yeah. right. it's been around like older yeah. men lusting after younger girls has been around forever yeah. it's just i, I agree with but that, i do totally think either. like um so like one of the things one of the rules that we had in our in our home when i worked with minors coming out of sex trafficking in st louis was we like wouldn't allow music that glorified the life. It turns out that's really hard to do. <laughs> like it really yeah. narrows down because it, it is, it is pervasive. It is part of the culture. I mean, you know, yeah. there's quite a bit of songs about, about it glorifying it. And I do think that plays into some of the grooming process because it is glorified. It is accepted in mainstream culture. Gosh, when I was a teenager, music had a huge influence on me. Absolutely. You know, and, and on how I thought about, yeah. sex and drinking and yeah. you know yeah it yeah. was that but was there's fun. many more that was path. how you had fun you know but there's many more paths today which there accentuates our saying, responsibility music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Music as the church as christians as ngos yeah. and i think it's yeah. it's really all about like we need to raise the next generation like the upcoming generations with a sense of responsibility you know? right but to do to that and i think that's like 
through all things like you know we we have to learn how to like that's how you move from a survivor to a thriver right you know I agree and, and there is healing and like that has to be found and we want to empower the people to be able to do those but things. that has to be demonstrated yeah. first and foremost by by those that yeah. are in positions of power we've got to humble ourselves we've got to take a look at the systems that have been yeah. created and you can it do that with like demonstrated by yeah. the church by the I mean, church oh, well, the, the church be... has been a proponent of really turning its head on a lot of it right. and frankly engaging in a lot of it and causing right. a lot of it we're supposed to be in the world yeah. so not, whether it's commission or a, omission both are wrong right yeah and there needs to and be i think and i think like a lack of compassion too like i yeah. think we tend to go one way or the other like i've yes. seen a lot of interesting conversations around modesty recently and some of them are really problematic and some of them are like like i don't like i value modest like i value those things biblically but also like when the responsibility is fully put on one party and not the other it, it's it's problematic but don't too. you don't you agree we all need to take responsibility yes yeah. on both sides on, on like, both sides of the sex take responsibility yes. and young people we need to all work together yeah to take yeah. responsibility yes but that's not to say right. that like and to be very clear is not to say that the way you dress is your fault for being you know agreed yeah absolutely agreed harassed or anything like that no. are there are there steps that you can take to be more safe and to try and prevent things yes but could you really shouldn't you, have to you shouldn't have to and it's not also like it is the world we live in yeah and we we shouldn't have to those things we can do to not put yourself in like those types of positions but at the same time there are some situations that you're not going to be able to avoid and it's not your fault but it's from never, a pastoral yeah. perspective we live in a fallen world yeah absolutely right we, we i was live gonna in say i shouldn't have to lock my doors, my door of yeah. my house either. But if or not, I should be able to walk right. down a street. I'm just alone. saying, like, to survivors who are listening, like, if they didn't take those precautions, I think it's really easy. It's to not their feel fault. Like it's their fault. It's yeah, not. Yeah, outright. I totally agree. Yeah, but there no. are there things that you can do to best, like, to try and protect yourself. Yes, right. it's not always going to prevent those things, but like, you know, like I had different boundaries for myself, like with even drinking around, like people like who I trust it, what, you know, things right. like that. Right. Not to say like that. Not I, to let yourself. Yeah. You because there, have to there do were that. some situations that I was right. in that were, I did all of the, the preventative things and I still ended up in really precarious situations locked right. in a room with a dude who's trying to, you know, right. That, and well, and like, I, I experienced assault in that way, like at a Christian college, right. you know? Right. And so it's like my pastor used to tell, um, the young men in our church, you know, it's, it's both of your responsibilities. And if you would see women as your sisters, you or know, your mother, or if, so if you your start grandma. having impure thoughts about them or something, stop, just turn your head, do something else. Do Yeah. It's and I, I think it's when you say too, both your not, responsibility, it like kind it, of puts like a blame. Is no, no, no. I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's how people hear it. To, to teach their teach, sons. Yeah. To see women. To respect, yeah. To, in a respectful manner. Yeah. Right. And I think, Not like, to see them as I think it's valuable and, to teach, like, girls and empower girls to respect themselves, too, you know? Yes. But. Well, I, don't you but think, I, don't you think the whole thing comes back to self-respect on any side of the spectrum? You've got to, you've got to be able to be you and be your whole you and who God created you to be. Yeah. I and think our, it's hard because, like, our generation maybe sees that in a different way. Hmm. So that's what's interesting. Like, I mean, with the modesty, all those conversations, it is, like, really, like, interesting and i'm still like figuring out what i think on all of it right yeah but go but um, no matter what you think about it yeah you've got to come back to the biblical I think there's mandate like, yeah that we are our brothers and sisters keeper yeah we need like, to respect I, each other yeah and do the right things with i try to like it. honor my husband and the way that, that i dress and the way that i act and things but it would never justify like me dressing a certain way would never justify someone's 
taking advantage of me. Right. right. Exactly. No. Never, ever. And, right. and I realize right. that that's what you're saying, yeah. but just yeah. to clarify for listeners. We are, we right. are our right. brothers and sisters keeper. The Bible says, because, because yeah. we're to love God and we're to love yeah. each other. And there and should be to- some protection from like men too. Like, like I think that we've kind of taken responsibility off of others to be protective. Cause like I saw this post the other day and kind of got to me. It was like, every woman knows a friend who's been abused, but yet mm-hmm. somehow all the men don't know abusers. Mm, all no, I, do, all, all the men, all do. the men know it. All they the men all know do. It. And so like, where are they? But when you're, when you're on the power <laughs> right. side of it, I think it, you that don't, we need to make room yeah. for men in the conversation because I think that they feel like they don't have a place at the table and mm. it's problematic because where we're going to see change is like, not to say like women are, can be perpetrators. That's oh, absolutely yeah. 100%, but are the sure. majority of them men? Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's a problem that like we need to have conversation in like, teaching conversations good and we need to empower people through conversational learning but the bottom line is each of us have to take responsibility individual for responsibility, our behavior yeah. for our actions yeah. and doing things appropriately biblically yeah. for ourselves and as we love ourselves and take care of ourselves do yeah. the same for the other people that yeah. are around you i have and to if, honor my husband's right. consent just as he has to honor mine we, yeah and whether we're and married or not to somebody we should rep- we should honor everybody's consent and so I think that's the key is that we love God. We love each other. God doesn't save us forcefully. He waits for us to free will decide whether we want to be Christian or not. In the same way with our bodies, we need to make sure that we're making decisions of our own accord. We're not driven by other things. We need to let people have the freedom to really decide, as for me and my house, how are we yeah. going to do this? It, it, it's been a great conversation. I hope you watch the Mosaic Initiative. It, it's very powerful. I think we've some very cool things to talk about here. We're way long. These three podcasts have been way longer than we've ever been on any. Uh, Haley has no reins on this, but she's Uh, got a great heart and a great passion for the Lord. It's it's a very important subject. It's hard to like squeeze into that amount of time. So let me just say, if you want to find more about the Mosaic Initiative, uh, you can see the information on the screen. Check it out. Connect at the mosaicinitiative.org. You can email her. You can get on her website as well. And you can certainly donate to the organization at the donate link on their website. And also on their Facebook site, they've got the Mosaic Initiative. You can find them there. It's it's been a great conversation. Ruth, thank you so much. You have been a blessing. We're not done with you. We're going to get a few more podcasts out of you before you get back to Boston and Harvard. So we've been (laughs) glad to have you. We're going to be learning. Hey, we'll be focusing in on Ruth on a podcast to come. So we're going to get into her business. We can't wait. She's going to be great. It's been great. So check out our website. Yeah, we can't wait. Uh, Mother Beth, thank you. Haley, just incredible work you're doing. Thank you for all your leadership today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, find us at onthedoc.org. You can find out all our platforms and links and all that stuff. Email us at info at on the doc.org. If you want more information, find us on our platforms, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, go find us also over on Google podcasts, Facebook, Roku, rumble and SermonNet, and social media at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and telegram. We'd love to hear your comments and your inputs and share your stories with us and just reach out to us and always subscribe, hit like notify and make comments. And we always want you to be our partner on Patreon or a sponsor of one of our shows coming up. You can go there and find out how just go to Patreon and find on the doc.org. If you can't, find it go to on the doc.org find the link over to that and you can find our platforms there and finally last but not least if you don't have a church home we'd love to have you at community faith church we meet sundays at 10 o'clock wednesdays at 6 30 you can check out our online presence at www.coftv.com and we also have a broadcast that we do at both 10 and 6 30 at our community faith church uh YouTube and Facebook channels. We'd love to have you here present. And if you can, you can also join us on the virtual campus. Again, ladies, thank you so much. It's been a powerhouse. Man, you guys are just tough to to manage. It's like, it's like, it's like, I mean, there's a lot of passion and good leadership here. I hope you listen to all these and really learn from these and grow from these and share these. And and Haley, that that last word you told us as parents, uh, 
open, honest, and often. Make sure you're having open, honest, and often communications Absolutely. with your kids. Make sure you're not hiding from the information. And let's get out there and do some great things. Get out of the shallows and into the deep. I'm Pastor Troy with On the Doc. We'll see you soon.